This episode of Plateau Partners Pulse is brought to you by CPA and enrolled agent Raj Prabhu of RLP Tax and Accounting at rlptax.com. Welcome to the Plateau Partners Pulse podcast, the four Ps. I have joining me today, Dr. Busy Riley. The first question I'm going to ask, is Busy short for something else? It is short for Mary Elizabeth. Short for Elizabeth. And there's no good story. It's just a thing that happened that was traumatic when I was a child that I was named that. And I stuck. You know what, though? It's... (laughs) I can't imagine you mm. as Elizabeth. Yeah. And if it makes you feel any better, my nickname growing up was Beans. I love it. Oh, Beans is adorable. It's very cute. So cute. <laughs> so cute. Yeah, but when you're a kid, you want a normal, you want to be Stacy. You want a normal name. I tried to be Mary. I tried to be Elizabeth and it never stuck. So well, I just accepted my fate. And honestly, it's, it's the right name for you. It is. Now it is. For sure. And actually, I like the juxtaposition between like doctor and busy. <laughs> it's If nothing else, it's a good, it stands out, right? It totally does. Yeah. So yeah, I love that. I okay. That so now me. that we've firmly established your name <laughs> and clearly the fact that you're a doctor. Yes. What are you a doctor of? Yes. So I'm a naturopathic physician and I'm in primary care and I specialize in women's health and mental health, but really like general medicine is what I do. Okay. All right. Tell me a little bit about your business. Where are you located? Yeah. All that. So I own a clinic called the Naturopathic Clinic of Issaquah. So shocker, I am located in Issaquah. I'm on Front Street, which I love, really part of that um, old school historic downtown community. And I also have a little bit of supplement retail. So I own a business called Thrive Supplements that's kind of within my clinic, but it is myself and another physician in there. We both do primary care and um, yeah, that's what I do. And you do what you do well. I know. <laughs> I have experienced what you do. That's actually been one of the really fun things about hosting this is that I legitimately am You've like. you used everybody's Yeah, I'm businesses. like. And my poor family is going to be like, seriously, did you have to let everybody know about my like fill in the blank issue that you used like somebody in B&I for? And I'm like, whatever. I mean, how long have I been your mother spouse? Like forever. Um, how long have you been in B&I? So I've been in B&I for an unbelievably long amount of time. I think it's 13 years, maybe 14. You are the winner so far. I am. The, I know that I'm the winner because Debbie Rosemont was the only other person that was in there as long as I was and she left. So it's been a really, like I was basically a year into my practice when I took over the spot from another naturopathic doctor who was kind of closing his practice. Um, so it's been a long time. It's been a really long time. And, and I reevaluate every year. I mean, every year I'm like, is this worth it? You know, it's a big time commitment. And every year it's not, not just the numbers, but the numbers are always keeping me in the game for sure. Sure. But like the connections in there are super valuable. And it's such a great, as a primary care doctor, to have those resources to offer to my patients is incredible. You know, even though now I lived in this community for over 15 years, so I have my own set of people that I use. But, sure. Um, yeah, su- super valuable for me. Well, you just kind of rolled in my next question, which was um, going to be, what do you like and appreciate about BNI? But, yeah. I mean, you just essentially answered it. Yeah. Um, have you visited other chapters? What do you think is mm. unique about Plateau Partners? Okay. So I visited, full disclosure, I kind of have had my head down for probably the last 10 years since I started having my kids. I only have two kids. I don't know why. I made it sound like I have 10 kids, but there are only two, <laughs> two 
of them, but I've been raising them for 10 years. Busy enough that they, (laughs) they feel like 10 kids. Um, But I did do a lot of exploring in other groups when I was building my practice. And um, you know what? Our group has always had a really unique character to it. It has always felt like a family, even when it's a large size. I mean, I think right now we're at 50 people and maybe more. 51. I think we're about to have 52. But it has always retained like an unbelievably good sense of humor. It's always had like this family atmosphere to it that I love. And very occasionally I felt like, okay, we're getting too big and I don't feel like I'm knowing everyone well enough. And it always kind of comes back around with with the whole group kind of coming together Mm -hmm. in this cohesive way. I, I, yeah, I just, I can't quit it. I just can't quit it. (laughs) We don't want you to. <laughs> um, so the words like, know, and trust are three words that we bandy about in yep. B&I all the time. Yep. What are three words that you would say are associated with you or your business? Yeah, I think humor, humility, and integrity. And I know that when I qualify myself as humble, that really makes it sound like I'm not humble at all. But I think to be a good doctor, you have to keep humbling yourself, you know, in the face of science and growth. And I think addressing medicine with a sense of humor really, really helps because it can be heavy and dark and and overwhelming, frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would use those three words. I agree. I had a doctor, uh, a pediatrician for my kids, and I loved him because when I came in one time when Will was sick and um, he said, you know, why'd you bring him in? And I said, well, he has sick hair. Mm-hmm. And he was like, <laughs> like, what does that even mean? And I was like, yeah, that's something that you would really I'm say. like. Totally. I was like, sick hair. And, you know, he's like, like, I, I, you know, but really, what is he presenting? And I'm like, dude, just trust me. And sure enough, he looked and he had an ear infection. Mm -hmm. And I loved the fact that he didn't say, you're crazy. Mm -hmm. He was like, all right. Let's check it out. Sick hair. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, he was like, I have to start learning about sick hair. I'm like, yes, you do. So, yeah. So I I appreciate what you're talking about and being humble in the face of continuing to learn things as new things come out and also understanding that, you know, as a practitioner, you're telling people to listen to their bodies. And so when they do, you need to stay humble in the face of that, too. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I learn, I mean, really, honestly, I feel like I learn as much from my patients as they learn from me every day. I'm like, oh, I never really thought about that. I'm going to have to do some research on that. And then, you know, I'm passing that on to other people. So it's, Mm -hmm. and I always tell people like, my job is to give you information, but ultimately nobody can tell you what the right thing is for your body. Like you have to try it on and see how it feels Mm -hmm. for yourself. Yeah. Short of certain, you know, opiates and things like that, that we don't want people experimenting too much with. But no, yeah. I mean, no, <laughs> that's a whole other episode. Okay. So tell me something that is unique about you. And I say this every time and I say the words, I say this every time, every time. Okay. It's a point of connection. So I'm learning how to ride a motorcycle right now. I mean, that's not super unique, but for me, that's a really new thing. Um, I could totally see you. My husband has been potentially having like a COVID life crisis <laughs> type of situation since lockdown. And he bought all four of us dirt bikes. He already has a Harley, but he bought us dirt bikes and he got me this killer motorcycle that's like a hybrid so I can dirt bike with it, but it's street legal. So um, I've been having a lot of fun with that, even though it's really challenging and like definitely there's a scary element to it. And and I'm actually super really safe. Like my kids go ride and then I was like, oh, what I liked what you did. And they're like, mm, I don't think you could have done it. And my kids are eight and ten. I'm like, all right. <laughs> OK, on a side note, yeah. when my mom comes to visit next time. <laughs> 
do you think that um, Colin could be convinced to take take her for a ride? Her for a ride? Oh, yeah, because totally. she has a thing about a man with a Harley. That's adorable. Tell me, and I will ask him. Um, what would you say is one of your top FAQs? What do people want to know? Are you a real doctor? Yeah, there's definitely a lot of that. There's definitely a lot. Well, people think I'm a homeopath. People always ask me if I'm a homeopath. They, a lot of times they confuse those two words. But homeopathy is a system of medicine that I don't practice. It's like those little pills and the little blue tubes. But that is like a whole kind of set of prescribing that I don't do. And in some European countries, homeopaths are actually like doctors in hospitals. But in America, they're not. Mm-hmm. And so I used to do a lot of homeopathy, but I but I don't. So that's a big one, as I would say, people kind of confuse those two words. Um, FAQs, can you <laughs> treat me for free? <laughs> like, <laughs> can I get free advice? I would certainly say that's an FAQ. Well, yeah. I'm sure. I suspect you get a lot of, can you prescribe like regular yep. medicine un- that's not a supplement? Yes. I would say... Um, there's like there are two kind of misconceptions that are go along with that FAQ. And and one is people are surprised that I use a lot of standard like pharmaceutical medication prescriptions in my practice. Because for me as a primary care provider, like as a naturopath, what I love about what I do is that it's like the ultimate integrative medicine, because I really kind of have to have a foot in both of those worlds and always learning in both. Like, obviously, there's a ton I don't know. But I have the benefit of being able to refill people's prescriptions or use prescription medicine when I think it's necessary. And I often think it's necessary. And I have the benefit of having a lot of knowledge about supplements too. So I think people are like sometimes pleasantly surprised that I can prescribe, you know, refill their prescriptions. But then on the flip side, I always joke that I'm a disappointing naturopath because I think the other thing is like people want, people are like, okay, can you replace this medication with just a supplement? Mm -hmm. Because everyone makes the assumptions that supplements are always healthier and always safer, which I don't think is true. So I often disappoint people because I'm like, I'm not going to do that until Mm -hmm. I know that all these things are in place and your numbers are better and you're actually healthy enough that we can make that transition and it's the right tool. And so I, I like to surprise and disappoint, you know, on all those different levels for people. I appreciate that. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. And um, this Mm. one will be very easy for you. What's your favorite curse word? Ah, f***. It's f***. (laughs) I mean. Like a hundred thousand times a day. It's the F word. Like when my kid graduated to the toddler room um, in preschool, which means he was two, he went to my friend. Thank God his daycare provider was my friend. And he said, my mommy said the F word today. At like 7.30 in the morning. Oh, my yeah. gosh. There's a lot of F-bombs dropped early in the early years. I yeah. told my kids that they um, are not allowed to curse until they are – well, they're allowed to say shit at 18. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. I like, the, I like um, the age limit. And then I said, when you turn 21, you can say, give me a f***ing beer. I really like that. Now – That's awesome. I will say that they all like curse and it's definitely a do as I say, not as I do. Completely. Well, that's what's challenging about it. And I have to say, I'm not proud. I mean, I joke about it because I don't do a very good job with my language arts in that department, but I have two parents that both swear a lot and I really believe in not like holding your parents responsible for your behavior. But I will tell you that that is a very hard thing to train yourself out of. And I'm pretty disciplined about a lot of things, but I just feel like my potty mouth is like maybe here to stay. So I don't know. I'm working on it. Okay. Um, We're going to take a quick break. Okay. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about you some more. Let's do it. Your favorite subject. Let's do it. All right. We'll be right back. Raj Prabhu is a CPA and enrolled agent. State and federal tax laws constantly change, which can be highly stressful. Relax. It's his job 
to keep track of, learn, and master the nuances of those changes. He saves clients time, money, and stress. Raj talks tax so you don't have to. Connect with him at his website, rlptax.com. Okay, well, just completed a huge laugh fest (laughs) off mic because that's what happens when you hang out with Busy Riley. Um, So now that I have my composure back, welcome back to the Plateau Partners Pulse. And um, I'm trying to be very professional and it's just so hard. (laughs) I have that effect on people. I have, I take responsibility for that. Well, you know what? It's um, that humor part that you were talking mm-hmm. about. <laughs> right there. Nailed it. Stuck the landing. So now I'll ask some real questions. Okay. Um, I'm ready. So a naturopathic doctor versus going to your primary care doctor. Yep. Um, are they one and the same? Is it a um, Is it something that you do like parallel and tandem? Either How or, does that work? Yeah. 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 Good question. So um, – you can it depends on who the naturopath is so there are a lot of naturopaths who do not practice primary care who don't take insurance like may specialize in something specific because i chose to do primary care and i choose to take insurance for me people can come see me and i can be their primary care provider so i can do your paps and your pelvics and your annual exams and refer you to specialists and all of those things and do your blood work and then we can also address things from a naturopathic perspective so For me, those are all one thing, but I do have a lot of patients who have a primary care doctor who's an MD, Mm -hmm. and then they come to me for some other ideas or maybe for some more in-depth assessment of something, or if they don't like the treatment that they're getting, or sometimes just, sometimes it's great just to get a second opinion. So, Mm -hmm. and that works great for me too. And sometimes that's, that's better for me because- in primary care, there are so many factors that we have to take into account in like a half hour visit. Right. And I don't have medical assistants doing all that background work for me. So um, making sure people are staying up to date with their screening and their family histories, all that stuff. Um, but for me, I think naturopathic medicine is really ideal for primary care, like I said before, because it allows me to integrate both of those things. And the difference as a naturopath, as a primary care provider, is that I try to treat the cause, which I think all physicians do, but Mm -hmm. I really work Mm -hmm. my way up a ladder of intervention. And I just have a lot more tools in my toolbox Mm -hmm. because I have nutritional support and supplementation in a variety of ways that I can use alongside pharmaceuticals. So really like for me, I get, I had the luxury of picking what I think is the best tool for the job. And it just gives me more to choose from. And it allows me to really try to support the body's ability to be in a state of health while I'm working on symptoms at the same time. It seems like it's um, generally a just a more holistic approach to primary medicine. And a I remember my uh, mother-in-law was a kindergarten teacher and she would talk about um, whole language mm-hmm. and, you know, the approach to education being whole language and that it... Um, integrates into every part of the school day. So Mm -hmm. it's like the naturopathic side, um, it's like it informs every part of you being a primary um, care physician. Yeah, it absolutely does. I mean, I I feel like that's a huge luxury for me. And again, I want to be really clear that I think there are MDs out there that really look at the whole person and really take the time to treat the cause. So I don't think that's unique to naturopaths. I think that because of the way our medical system is going and the way insurance reimbursement is going. I don't think people are really reimbursed well for their time. We're not Mm -hmm. reimbursed to actually take the time to think. 
And this is why I will, I will never be a millionaire because the way I practice <laughs> medicine, I, I, that's a part of what I do is kind of taking a little bit more time to address what all of the pieces of the puzzle, because our systems don't exist in isolation from one another. Right. Right. Like if you have a 55 year old woman that has a urinary tract infection, there's also the whole issue of like, is she getting enough hormonal support to her urinary tract? Is it just, you know, it's like, there are all these other pieces that you have to address. You can't just throw you know, antibiotics at it and walk away or it's just going to keep happening kind of thing. Right. So, well, I know, um, you know, because I continue to throw my family under the bus in these, in this <laughs> series and like basically tell all of our dirty secrets. I had Charlie work with you. He was going through issues. He was quite literally full of <laughs> and <laughs> was having all kinds of issues. And, you know, he had, um, was having issues with um, his weight. And so they thought, well, is it an eating disorder? And then they were like, is it, you know, some disease or whatever it was? And I remember talking to you about it and, you know, helping him clean out his system and get his system more regulated. And, you know, what I really appreciated about that experience with you is you brought up not just the, okay, this is what his body's going through and here's the things that we can do but also some of the causes. And, you know, yes, there's the eating quickly or, you know, whatever, but also stress. And mm -hmm. that, you know, quite literally when you're experiencing anxiety or, um, you know, depression or any of those things and you're holding on to something, mm -hmm. you quite literally can't let it go. Yeah. And yeah. that was, you know, spot on. And it was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And that was a light bulb moment. And, you know, and that's something that – um you know, I continue to be aware of, you know, because of course I monitor his bowel movements. <laughs> totally do not. But it was really helpful to have that perspective. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. I think it helps. I think it helps everybody to make the connection between the different systems, right? I mean, we all know that intuitively. So yeah, I'm glad that that was helpful. Oh, super helpful. Given that, can everything be treated naturally? Well, this is where me being a very disappointing naturopath kind of comes back <laughs> into play because I really, really do piss people off by not always offering supplements to them. But, um, you know, I think everything can be improved from a perspective of lifestyle enhancement, making sure your nutrition is sound. A lot of things can be treated with herbal support, with other types of support, but I absolutely don't think everything can be treated naturally. And I'm, I'm trying to think of how to say this without being negative, but I think that when people are trying to sell you on that idea, they either have had the luxury of never seeing a patient with a severe enough disease that they have required conventional treatment, mm -hmm. or their patients are probably just going elsewhere for conventional treatment and then coming back for only natural treatment. Like I just, I think it's a little bit of a small minded perspective and I say that coming from a place of like when I went to medical school, I was like every single thing. It's all about natural pharmaceuticals are evil. Like I really was of that very extreme perspective. And if you really want to work hard in primary care, you really start to see enough people to know that that's just unrealistic. And I'm like incredibly grateful for conventional medicine when those interventions are needed. I think the whole thing about needing to be natural... I just think there's so much more to it, you know? And in my own life, if you walked into my house, like I, I am like you know, I wash my, rewash all of my Ziploc bags. And, you know, I'm totally like, I take a ton of herbs and supplements. And I mean, I really like to treat everything with lifestyle when I can. I just don't think that's realistic for every disease. Well, and I appreciate the fact that you recognize that for your patients and that they may need more. And really the thing that's not natural is not feeling good. Right. And I think on the flip side of that, 
I, I will happily tell people like, I don't think I'm a good fit for you. And I really think you should work with this other person who does think from that perspective and go, go for it. And if there's something I'm missing, you know, email me back and tell me about that. But I think the other thing to remember is that like, I have a pioneer, like fantasy mentality. Like I like love pioneer stories and I love stories about the old West. And the reality is that there's so much death from not being able to treat and manage disease throughout history, like really until honestly, like early 1900s, there was so much death, so many children died. And, and so I think it's just unrealistic to think that in our society, even with great advances in medicine, like people die without without more intervention under extreme circumstances. And that's just the way that our bodies work. And that's the way health works. Oh, I mean, I've played the Oregon Trail. Do you yeah. know how many people have died from dysentery? <laughs> On that note, we're going to take another quick break. <laughs> Running a business is challenging enough. Figuring out your tax bill is the last thing you want to worry about. Raj Prabhu, CPA and enrolled agent, keeps abreast of changes in tax law and helps you navigate the tax maze so you can focus on steering your business to a profit instead. Advising and strategizing small businesses how to save money is Raj's specialty. If you need someone that speaks tax and accounting, speak with Raj of RLP Tax and Accounting. His website is rlptax.com. We're back with Dr. Busy Riley. And there's a few things that before we run out of time, I want to talk about. So if I haven't used supplements mm -hmm. or I don't know what I want to use or I'm starting from ground zero, what do I need to know? Yeah. What do I need to ask? What are you going to advise? Yeah. So, you know, I actually am a terrible seller of supplements, even though I have a supplement store and this is like a part <laughs> of my business, but um, I am kind of a less is more person with supplements. So when I ask people what they want to work on, if they feel excellent and we do basic blood work and everything looks perfect, if I think what they're eating is really sound, I don't always recommend supplements for people. And if anything, you know, if somebody wants to try, like, I've heard a B complex can make me feel great or vitamin D improves my mood. Or if they've heard something and they want to try it, what I say is buy something that's high quality. Let's make sure you're absorbing it. Do it for six to eight weeks. Let's see how you feel. If you don't feel better, don't keep taking it because you're probably just pooping your money out. Um, so, you know, I, I tend to sort of discourage people if they're already feeling well, but if they're coming to me specifically for something that's bothering them, we mm -hmm. really try to be specific about treating what's there. And if I think their issues are being caused by something underlying, we will address that as well. So like basic starters of things that I use a lot, which wouldn't surprise anybody, probiotics and vitamin D mm -hmm. and fish oil and multivitamins. I actually, I don't encourage everybody to take them all the time. So I'm kind of like a less is more person. And that really varies from practitioner to practitioner. But I like people to get a little bit of sunshine and eat a lot of fresh food. And when that's not possible, then we kind of start getting more detailed about what people need. Well, and by their very definition, that's what a supplement is. Mm -hmm. It's supplement. Exactly. Exactly. Look at that. Oh. I made the connection. <laughs> Look at that. Um, so typically with a primary care physician, you have, um, you know, like you work with men or you work with women or you mm -hmm. work with kids. Do you have any specific specialty? Yeah, um, I, I tend to specialize in women's health because I do a lot of work with sort of perimenopause and menopause, the question of hormones and nutrition around those times. And 
the challenges that we all face, including myself around those times. Um, I do see men in my practice. I really don't see kids anymore. Dr. Erica Wood is uh, working in my office and she's great with kids and she loves them. And as soon as I had two kids, I became very saturated with kids stuff. <laughs> so I, I will like very, very occasionally see kids. I do see a lot of teenagers. I love working with teenagers, but I don't tend to see kids like under the age of 12 mm-hmm. unless they're not, unless they're already established with me. Yeah, that makes sense. I know because I know you, women's health is Mm -hmm. super important to you. Mm -hmm. I have had the um, pleasure of hearing (laughs) you speak on the topics Mm -hmm. of perimenopause and menopause. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I really love about the way that you conduct um, your business is that you are so interested in getting people information Mm -hmm. and, you know, get the information and offer possibilities and, understand that people can then do with it what they will. Mm -hmm. And that's a huge thing. Um, So I know that that's something that's important to you. And I also know that you are a big advocate when it comes to mental health. Mm -hmm. So how, you know, what is your draw to those? Yeah. So with women's health, I think one of the reasons why I got really passionate about women's health is because I started inheriting patients from other practitioners who came to me on a lot of hormones. And I came from a place of like, hormones are necessary, they're probably harmful. I do think they're very, very overprescribed by people in the alternative medicine field. But I basically started going to conferences because I was like, what the hell are, What the hell is going on that I'm missing? Like, like I needed to educate myself. It's like the pesto trend. Ex- totally, totally. But what I found is that First of all, I think perimenopause is, it can be a real disaster area. I mean, for including myself, like I've had times where I've really hit a wall with it where like I have needed a practitioner's help because we're all so different and our stress really affects our hormones. So honestly, part of why I started doing a lot of women's health with the whole hormonal transition thing is because it's so fascinating to me and it's like never ending. Like I think I have it dialed in and then I have this person where like nothing's working for her and so I have to dig deeper. So I... That's part of what I love about like perimenopause and menopause. I think it's fascinating. I also think, you know, as women, we're living 30 years longer than we did like 150 years. I totally made that up, by the way. I don't know what the exact number is, but we're living a lot longer. And so menopause means something different now. You know, we stop making our hormones around age 50. If we live till 90, that's 40 years without menopausal support versus dying at the age of 65. And I am such a believer that like, I want to feel and look better every year of my life from now on. Like I want to feel better in my body. Obviously I'm going to age and I'm not all about like anti-aging, but I am about empowerment and letting knowledge. Betty White. Yes. I want to be Betty White. God damn it. And I think we all should have, you know, be (laughs) so lucky. So I just think that's like a really cool learning opportunity. And I'm still, I'm always going to be way steep in that because I don't think there's so much controversy in that field about the use of hormones. And I think there's a lot of misinformation out there. So I'm really, really interested in that. And then with mental health, I grew up in a house with a lot of mental health issues in my family. And um, so for me, and I think for me personally, because I have struggled with mental health issues that when I look back at myself, like between the ages of 15 and 25, I think that if I had had different types of support and intervention, my life would have been so different. Like I basically feel like I started my life at age 28 because I feel like mental health issues held me back for so many years. And mm-hmm. so for me, especially with like the teens and the 20s, to be to be able to get in there and tell people like, 
we need to figure out what's going on and to really try to improve people's quality of life is magic. Like I would never be doing what I'm doing right now if I hadn't had the help that I had. And so I just think we don't talk about it enough. We accept it as a part of the way our life is supposed to be every day. Mm -hmm. And I totally don't believe that everything has to be perfect. Like everything's not perfect for me emotionally, you know, but it's pretty damn fulfilling, you know, and like I believe in living your life to your fullest and living to your potential. Mm -hmm. And I think with mental health issues, we all know, like it's really, really hard to get out there and like give the world what you have. It handicaps you. It handicaps you. Right. So, um, and so does perimenopause. <laughs> oh my God. Perimenopause. So, so, so handicaps I'm you. I'm a total believer in like living your best life. And we have all these great tools to optimize. So if we're not doing harm, like I really think it's worth exploring for people. Awesome conversation. I love having a conversation with you. I love talking with you also. I always enjoy talking with you. I mean, it's just, it's fun. And one of the things that's amazing, another thing that's amazing about working with you is that you give a damn. And I love that every <laughs> week when you give your weekly presentation, whatever it is, your tag is, you know, fill in the blank like you give a damn. Mm -hmm. And that's how you run your practice. Mm -hmm. You clearly give a damn. I met a woman recently on an, an excursion in the wilderness who was so awesome. And she said her goal in life is to basically like skid into the grave with her knees bloodied and bruised. Like her whole idea was just like, you're going to burn it till the end. And I thought that was such a passionate way of, I mean, maybe a little extreme, but very passionate way of expressing that it's important to live your life like you give a damn. Otherwise, what's it all about? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. On that note, wise, wise words. So if there are people that are listening that are interested in giving more of a damn, mm -hmm. how can they get in touch with you? Yes. Yeah, so the best way to get in touch with me is probably through my website, which is drbizzy.com. So it's D-R-B-I-Z-Z-Y.com. And you can find us on Front Street in Issaquah. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. What was, a great opportunity. Thank it you. It was super fun. All right. <laughs> so next time you hear us, we'll be talking with a different member of the Plateau Partners. I can't so wait. So stay tuned. Thanks again to Raj Prabhu of RLP Tax and Accounting for sponsoring this episode of Plateau Partners Pulse. You can find him at rlptax.com. Remember, Raj speaks tax.